Well, here we are for the uh, Fork Sports Highway, May 5th, 2023. There we go, nice little intro music. I like the music. So uh, tonight we're going to be doing the Derby preview, uh, Lakers-Warriors resume. Uh, the Minnesota's Ryan and Gray aces, perhaps. And Grant Nelson hits the portal. So uh, we got all kinds of sports to talk about tonight. Of course, the NHL is uh, in full full bore. The uh, playoffs going on, Stanley Cup playoffs, the NBA playoffs. Uh, baseball season is rolling right along. Uh, of course, my Yankees got 14 guys on the injured reserve already. 14 guys. Yeah, I heard there's some problems in New York right now. Yeah, well, that's pretty tough to... Well, they're two. They're, they're seventeen and fifteen. Their winning record and uh, in last place in in their division because that division's so tough. But over here we got the legend Bill Deutsch in the house. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Um, we had uh, the the uh, UND University of North Dakota um, Hall of Fame inductees. Yep, they were announced. Yeah, and uh, do you have off the top of your head? Do you know who they who got in? Well, I know the Lamoureux girls did. Okay, so Monique and Jocelyn Lamoureux. Yes. And... Now, that would be something that Dale would always have all typed out for what, 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 what are you looking for? The, the, the Hall of Fame inductees for UND. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'm on it. Well, we know Carrie Eads was one of them. Yeah, we know Carrie Eads was. And, and that kind of surprised me, Bill. I, I would have thought that... Um, he would have got in a long time ago. I mean, well, I know there's a certain time limit that you have to sit out before you're eligible. But yeah, well, I mean, he, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think that with some of the stars that North Dakota has had and ones that have went on to play in the NHL. Oh, sure. That. It's probably the NHL guys that are the ones that are advancing, and I think Eads did play. Well, yeah, he did, he had a moment or two in, in in the big leagues, I think. But he's not, you know, one like Taze or. So here we go. He pulled it up. So who do we got there, Dale? Oh, well, we got Dale Lennon. Oh yeah. I'll, um, I don't know if you want to flick it over to my microphone. I'll flick the switch there, Monty. All right, so we have uh, Al Thompson, men's golf, Carrie Eads, men's hockey, Jim Martinson, wrestling, Stephanie DeHaan, Dean, soccer, Dale Lennon, f- football, uh, Monique Lamoureux Mirando for women's hockey, and Jocelyn. And Jocelyn also for women's hockey. So, Lamoureux, uh, Davidson. So, um, Highlights from all those. I see we got some stats here. We're just kind of looking in studio. We can't see them on screen here. But uh, uh, how about men's hockey here? Any any of the names you just ran down that uh, stood out to you guys from over the years? Well, obviously Carrie Eads. You know, I I um, I've had conversations with him, and he he's you know like I call Bill the legend because he is his 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 uh, football career at UND is uh, pretty much uh, unmatched. Um, and, and anybody that knows all the records he held. But Kerry uh, Eads didn't hold all the records, but he's uh, a legend also in the hockey realm at UND, if not 
simply for the water bottle incident with Wisconsin where he's fighting on the bench. I mean, didn't he basically fight with the whole Wisconsin team? And the cops. <laughs> well, so, so and, and, and then he was on, you know, I, I, I know for sure the 82 championship team, but possibly the 80 team also. I know uh, was a Doug Schmale was, was a star of those teams. But, but Eads was one of the two guys named the all-tournament teams when they won those. And I, what, what the, as the story goes, I think Wisconsin and, and Minnesota, uh, Wisconsin, Wisconsin and North Dakota played something like four times that year, mm-hmm. and and they were all just these, these hotly contested, uh, and of course the big water bottle fight, and then yeah, that's the one where you can go on the internet and put in water bottle, and that's what comes up, right? And and so so then. North Dakota did North Dakota play Wisconsin in the championship game, the NCAA championship game, and and I don't know was that the one that was in Milwaukee or well well I I, that, I think that's how it went but then North Dakota ended up winning the national championship and the Wisconsin Badger fans actually gave Kerry Eads like a standing ovation because of his cocky tough grittiness. Well, I think he's always been a winner. Oh yeah, no. There's no doubt about that. Everywhere he's went, he, you know, he, he, he was the one guy when he was on Hackstall's uh, coaching staff. He was the one guy with with championship pre- pedigree. Right. And and when he went up to War Road as a coach, he won up there. And then he came down here, and he was an assistant for Dean Blaze and 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 those teams. Yeah, and I think you know he did some really good recruiting and stuff out. You know, he he's from BC or from British Columbia. Yeah, yeah. And 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 then when he left UND, he went down to Sioux Falls and took that team from last place to first place in one season. And and of course now he's been down to at, at Fargo first as the coach and he led them to the championship of that league and um now he's the president GM of the team. Yeah, and did you notice too that the uh, do you know who the coaches are for the Fargo Force that Dale always talks about? Going to a game. Oh, man, I want to flip a switch there. There we go. Yeah, going to a game tomorrow. The other playoffs starting tonight. The Lincoln Stars. Well, what I found interesting that I read, there's a guy by the name of Scott Oliver, and he was from Roseau. And there's another guy named Chad DeMars, and he was from Grafton. I remember him. Okay, and I think he's the one that actually went and played – uh, for the Air Force in Colorado Springs. Well, those guys were on the Fargo Force Force's first team 15 years ago, and now they're the head coach and assistant coach right now. Oh, wow. Well, Chad Demers from Grafton. Right. Yeah, I remember when he played for the wow. Fargo Force, but I also remember when he played for Grafton oh, because, yeah. because that was the the – Year my daughter was a senior, and, and Red River had that team, and I believe that's the triple overtime, uh, six men on the ice game. Oh, really? When Grafton Grafton's actually last state championship in hockey. But yeah, Chad Demers. Wow. Wow. Well, working their way up the ranks from players to coaches. Heck yeah. And then I think Oliver did he uh, play at St. Cloud or something then? Or I'm I'm not sure. We, I mean, we'd have to look that up, but I. I'm sure, I, I'm sure Keith Cummings or somebody can help us out out which, there. Which one were you looking for again, Bill? I, can... I, I thought the guy's name is, I think he's the head coach. His name's Scott Oliver. Yeah, for the force? Right. 
So, okay, I'll do a quick search here for Fargo Force head coach. And then they're currently in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, Lincoln and, Stars. And they captured the, uh, the the league title, the regular season title, for the first time in the franchise history of the Fargo Force. And now do they just play on the weekends, these, you, these tournament games? Usually most of their games all season long are usually just uh, Friday and Saturday, maybe Sunday. And then uh, occasionally they'll have like a handful of like middle of the week games for makeup games. Like one of the games I made, the only other game I made until in the middle of the season, this, I always try and catch at least two a year, but like it was postponed from another storm. So I had to, the makeup day was on a Wednesday and like the stadium was only like a third full because people just aren't used to going there on a Wednesday. But I do got that info looked up here. Well, I know I, I saw on my TV commercials that you can get two, uh, Coors Lights for six bucks. They do pounders. They do have amazing pre-puck drop specials. Well, I, this yeah. this sounded like it was going to go through the whole game. I know on some nights, you know, not to be a shill for them, but like, no, they do have like all you can drink nights, have a refillable nug, all kinds of specials going on. It's just and it's a fun time out there. It's, and it's a, not a bad seat in there because this is like a medium sized mm-hmm. arena. But I got the info is yeah, Fargo Force assistant coach is Chad Demers, and then head coach Nick Oliver. So. Yeah, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it, the playoffs finally. Don't have to worry, hopefully, about another late-season snowstorm. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, that that kind of was the running uh, theme around here, is if Dale asks you to go with him somewhere, yeah. don't count on going, because yeah. it would be a blizzard, and, yeah. and, and the roads would be sheets of ice, and, like, you might as well skate down to Fargo because well, you weren't going to be able to so drive. So you've got a doubleheader now wrestling in hockey? Or? Yeah, well, I'll be, yeah, I won't be here a week from today because then I'll be at uh, the Time Bomb Pro Wrestling Show in Fargo. Yeah, lots of trips to Fargo. And then, yeah, Fargo Force tomorrow. So a lot of driving. I love it, though. There's Yeah, they love checking out live sports, especially since got back here doing shows with you guys. got me really back into catching live sports again. So, yeah, it's... Especially UND. I got so out of the loop of going to UND live sports, but I think I must have caught almost a dozen live UND games this past year, so across a multitude of sports. Well, and Bill, I'm sure you caught just as many. Well, I caught a few basketball games, and it, it seems like the basketball team's signing some people, too. Well, yeah. I Going to a basketball game with Bill is awesome, by the way. Holy crap. That was... <laughs> well, I don't know about that. He brings I, on the trash talk. That you, is so yeah, killer. You, yeah. Yeah, 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 he sure does, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, it was so much fun. I, yeah. Every time the, the arena gets completely silent, he lets out a roar of some kind. It's like, oh, my God, here we go. Yeah, no, I, I've experienced that more than once. Um, I wouldn't embarrass either one of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no it was a blast. I, well, I think I mentioned it too, but like, I think as we were walking in there, I was like looking at the concession stands as we were walking in, but I had no idea to the right of Bill, the opposing team was walking onto the court. I had no idea it was in my periphery vision, but all of a sudden I just hear, hear Bill bellow out, Go home! I'm like, I'm like who's? Did, I thought all of a sudden you're about to get into a fight, and then I saw it was the other team, and I was like, okay, I got you. That's that is five stars, five star trash talk. I love it. Yeah, no, he's he's pretty pretty blunt when no. he lets loose, and he'll do the fighting hawks thing. So, um, okay, well, we better get some ad ad uh, uh, copy out of the way here, so we can stay on the air and and keep broadcasting because uh, we need all the help we can get here, folks. Uh, privately owned, not a iHeart or a national radio station or anything like that. We're a podcast uh, facility, state-of-the-art, and here we go. Some volume? Yep. 
Churchill Shoes has moved. One of the largest SAS dealers in the upper Midwest is now in the Grand Cities Mall and ready to find you a pair of shoes that you will love. At Churchill Shoes, they measure both feet to make sure you're getting the proper fit. They carry men's and women's styles and offer free special orders when shoes aren't in stock and free in-town delivery. Churchill Shoes has operated in Grand Forks for over 65 years and over 75 years of shoe fitting experience on their staff and can cater to all of your footwear needs. Open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and Saturday from 9 to 3. Call 701-772-8256 or online at churchillshoesnd.com. Next time you're in need of footwear, give us a try. Your feet will be glad you did. Churchill Shoes in the Grand Cities Mall. Well, there we go, um, and we're back. I did have a chance to quickly uh, run up some information on Nick Oliver, the head coach of the Fargo Forest, and he did indeed play for the uh, St. Cloud State Huskies. Uh, he was their captain and also was an assistant coach there before he took the job in Fargo. And uh, he did lead the current uh, Fargo Forest team to a uh, uh, their best record in, in, in their team history in winning the... Uh, regular season championship and getting that cup. I know anytime you get a cup in hockey, it's a big deal, regardless of regular season uh, playoffs or whatnot. And they always uh, do a pretty special uh, celebration when they when they take that in. But Another nugget that I heard, too, the other night is that there's somebody that's playing goalie in the NHL playoffs right now that was playing in the USHL two years ago. Oh, wow. I don't know. So which, 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 no idea which I, team? I don't or? know. I don't know which team it is. I'm on it. I'm, I'm figuring that Keith will probably be the first person to find out. Well, and, and, and you know. But the, that's going a long ways from being in the USHL to, to playing in the Stanley Club, Cup playoffs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, within two, two, two season time frame. Yeah. And and the one the one thing that it was one of the teams out east. I know that. I I, I mean I my my Rangers got eliminated on, on on this weekend. I was having a bad weekend. My my New York teams were getting pummeled left and right. My Yankees uh, were were falling down the standings, and everybody on the team was going to the IR. And 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 then the. The uh, Rangers played the Devils in Game Seven and got handled pretty, pretty thumped on pretty well. It was wasn't even a contest, and, um, but but the other team that besides the Rangers that I've been following, of course, is the Kraken, and, well, and also Boston. You were following Boston. Well, Boston, too. well, Boston got upended by the Florida Panthers, and then the Florida. Yeah, there's upsets left and right. The Florida Panthers upset Boston Bruins, and 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 the. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs upset the Tampa Bay Lightning. Right. And then right Florida off the, beat. right off the bat, Florida Panthers are one game up on the Maple Leafs. And and then out the in in the West, you had the number one team in the West was Colorado. And and you had the Kraken take game seven in Colorado, the defending Stanley Cup champions. You know, they took them down and, and of course Dallas took out the the the, the wild but then the Kraken have jumped up on Dallas by taking game one there. I mean, I, I believe that, that Dave Haxtell's Kraken team is, is like the best record on the road in the NHL. Well, Vegas is right up there, too. Vegas well, is doing really well. Yeah, Ve- Vegas took down the, uh, 
Winnipeg Jets because that was the, the right. game. Now the, they're playing Edmonton. That was the series where the the guy got the seventy five stitches in the face for for, oh, yeah. know, for for Winnipeg. And, yeah, I sent you guys that and, picture. And then yeah, came, that's right. We saw the aftermath of that. And I, it was all up on his forehead. Yeah, and, and, and continued oh my to, continued to play. But then we also had a, a player uh, take a check and break his neck and continue to play too. He played another shift before he left the ice. Well, they said somebody else too was playing with a broken foot. Well, and and, and then you know we and so, you hear those stories all the time. Yeah, well in the NHL, so those hockey players, you know, I don't know if it's they're they're tough or they're crazy, one or the other, because they just continue to get back up and and and, and compete. Well, where, those basketball players aren't continuing to compete. Oh no, the basketball players stub their toe, and we don't see them till next week. Yeah, that's right. They got to flop, and they got to make every little dive seem like the most in the oh, unimaginable well, pain of ever. And, and now you brought that up. Anthony Davis is is right now. He's my he's my go to guy. That every time he hits, he flops and hits the floor. We have to go through five minutes of drama before he gets up and continues to play. And and I was talking to Steve uh, about that, and 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 how we've all got teammates we had that were like that. That every time they they hit the floor, it was like they'd been shot, and and so we all had to go through the drama of them writhing around on the ground, and and then, lo and behold, five minutes later they're playing. Yeah. Well, and, isn't in in bled or in bleed whatever his name? Joel Embiid, the new, the MVP of the league. So he's out right now too, right? Well, no, he played last night. Oh, did he? And the Celtics destroyed them. Uh, without Embiid, the, the difference was the bearded guy. Well, uh, he had 42 points 40, that one night. 45, yeah, 45. And then he had 12. Was that all he night? had last night? I didn't I didn't see the game last night. I just know they got beat because the first score I saw was it was a huge deficit. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, and and you know, that well that's one to one and and you know the thing about Philadelphia and, and Boston playing in the playoffs is that's uh we used to see that all the time, Bill. In the early 80s, that, that was the Sixers and the Celtics. Dr. J and Larry Bird. I mean, just like we used to have to put up with the Lakers and the Knicks all the time too, right? Oh, well, a decade earlier. A decade earlier because the Lakers and Knicks played like in three NBA championship series. You know, 70, 73, whatever it was. And, and, you know, those were rivalries though. And, and, and there again, the Knicks were the team – and and the lake the Lakers were the superstars. Showtime. Well, no, because it was it was Wilt Chamberlain, Jerry West in those earlier days, and then and of course, by the time Showtime came around with Magic Johnson and those guys, my Knicks were irrelevant. They were they were already down down and downcast and. The, the, well, what's up with our buddy from the Memphis Stars or Memphis, whatever they the Grizzlies? are? Grizzlies? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so. Uh, they, they say they don't even want him back on the team. <laughs> Keith and so the they chats. basically released him? What's Keith got to say? Keith's saying, Alex, would it be Alex Lyon for the Florida Panthers for the USHL player you're thinking of, Bill? It, it, could, it could be. I tried looking up some details on the USHL's website, and there's a lot of players that they're talking about went up, went on to play the NHL many games and all that, but uh, I couldn't find a specific one that's in the, this current playoffs. But thank you, Keith, for the update. I'll have to do a little more digging on him. Well, the only goalie I really have any information on is the guy that's in goal for the Kraken was actually playing for Colorado 
last year? Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, and 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 now he went. He played for the Kraken and was a big part of putting that. I'm out. not sure. I'm not even sure who their goalie is. No, I don't. I, it, it's their it's, games are always too late. Supersonic yeah. Steve will have to fill us in. Yeah, he will. He, I'm, I'm sure he will. What, what time have we got here? Is uh, close? I think, yeah, about ten minutes out. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, it's interesting. You bring up the MB, NBA MVP winner Embiid. Uh, he kind of ran away with the voting. I was looking at the voting totals there. Well, and and it was you know there was been a lot of controversial discussion about that because you had you had uh, some of the major uh, network pundits uh, claiming that uh, the fact that it was. It, was uh, the Joker like the MVP the last couple of years, or it going? It was possibly going to be his third one. Yeah, runner and, up last two years. And, and they were they were uh, trying to turn it into a a white versus black thing, and so it kind of surprised me that it wasn't as close. Do you think he's that good though? Who Embiid no. or Joker? Joker. Well, he looks kind of clumsy. Well, that's the thing about him, Bill. He doesn't look like a basketball player whatsoever. He looks more like he should be lumbering around a wrestling ring or something. I, I, I he, he's very effective. He's but, got, I mean, the guy from Dallas, now, he looks really smooth when he's out there. Well, you're talking about uh, Donjits? Yeah. Luca? Luca. Luca, yeah, well, I don't know. He's, Luca's kind of a thug, too, though. He... he Throws his weight around. He's you know he's a he's he's a more solid guy that's handling the ball than most guards. Bigger bigger upper body and th- like I say, he does throw his weight around. And, but Luca kind of turned into a whiner. I mean, I, I I don't know where he went from like being this this just this hardcore player to next thing you know he's whining on every play like LeBron James. It's like. Do we have, can you just play the game, or do, or do we have to watch you talk to the referees every time up and down the floor? Um, that's, oh, go ahead. No, no, you're, I was going to mention, I got the other end of the season award winners for the NBA, if you want to hear them here. Mm. So. Well, because my, my, my uh, Emmanuel quickly was up for uh, the sixth man of the year, and he got bumped on that. So go ahead. All right, so yeah, we already mentioned uh, uh, Joel Embiid won Player of the Year. I guess it's now the Michael Jordan Award. They did a big thing where they renamed all their oh, awards. Wait, it's not the LeBron James. Award? Yes, yes. Well, that should so, tell, that should tell you everything you need to know out there, people. It's called the Michael Jordan Award. Yes, not the LeBron James Award, and will never be, I believe. There you go. Hopefully, for the foreseeable future, yes. Uh, winning a second straight Best Hustle NBA Hustle Award is Marcus Smart. Um, clutch Player of the Year, uh, De'Aaron Fox. Oh, yeah. Then Coach of the Year, Mike Brown. Uh, Defensive Player of the Year, Jaron Jackson Jr. Sixth Man of the Year, Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, was, that was, wasn't the guy you were looking for, Amani? It was a different uh, well, one. Well, Malcolm, is, is he a Boston Celtic? Yep, Celtic. Yeah, he, the Celtics picked him up, I think, midseason or something like that, or maybe the season before. But, no, Emmanuel quickly for the Knicks was, was having a – pretty spectacular finish to the season and, and they thought he might get it but he fizzled a little bit late and i got just a couple more most improved player laurie markannon markannon oh yeah then uh rookie, australian looks yeah looks like for the utah jazz and uh rookie of the year is uh paolo banchero for the orlando magic and that's that, that guy in that one show isn't it um, what show? That basketball show that we all watched on Netflix or whatever it was. Oh, the uh, the show, Showtime uh, Lakers. 
on HBO Max? Well, or? no, he was the guy that was from Europe, wasn't he? Mm. Yeah. Uh, what was the name? Uh, yeah, I, I, it's you know, because somebody, somebody who who was it? You know, thought he was such a good player and stuff like that, and went over to Europe to get him and. Or was that on that Adam Sandler movie, Hustle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah okay, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's yeah. the same guy, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think you're right. Uh, Keith found the a found. Oh, okay. Keith thought you said AHL, but uh, no, it, it was USHL. Okay, yeah, that's why I mentioned. And he said he looks like he found the result here. He's saying Akira Schmidt for the Devils. Oh, so he's still playing. Yeah, still playing in the NHL playoffs. So he's the well, guy. That, yeah, he, he. Well, I don't know if he's still. Devils are currently well, at... Well, he's the guy that put, but, my, put my, my Rangers out. Right. But just that, you know, within two years from playing in the USHL, he's playing in the Stanley Cup. And, and, and you know, uh, oh boy, back to the NBA guys. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks coach was fired today. Oh, really? I heard that. From, from that upset in the hired, first round? And well, they, already, uh, they already hired somebody. Really? Oh, I don't know. But, but I'm like, my thing is, is that first off, the Bucks went into the playoffs, and, and Giannis got hurt right well, they, away. They're the defending champions too, right? Well, no, the defending champions are the Golden State but Warriors. But they won it like two years ago. The year before. Yeah. So, okay. so they're two years removed from NBA champions, and they fire the coach. The Toronto Raptors, what are they, three or, four, three or four years removed from their first NBA championship? They fire their coach. Well, I think that's who's the, who they're going to hire nurse? is Nick Nurse. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and I'm like, you, you know... <laughs> First off, Nick Nurse, they dismantled his team after he won the championship in Toronto, okay? Lowry goes down to Miami, and Kawhi bolts right after the championship and heads out to Los Angeles. And then with Milwaukee, last year, um, the forward for the, for the Bucks, uh, gosh. Porter? No, no, what was his name? Oh, I'm on it. This is all uh, good. Uh, but but anyway, Giannis gets hurt in the beginning of this playoff, and 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 they drop one of those games, and and they're they're having trouble with the Heat. The Heat Middle aren't. Um, oh, here we go. Any of these guys? Yeah, that's the guy, Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton missed last playoff, right? And that caused Milwaukee to get beat because he's a big part. You know, he's one of their top scorers on the team, and their power forward and all that, and and so. The coach can't do anything about guys being injured. You know, if you're missing your... Look at now, okay? Phoenix, for instance, right now. Chris Paul is out potentially for the next three games with some kind of a groin injury or a pull or something. Well, is that... Can the coach do anything about that? <laughs> they're going to be out of the playoffs by the time he comes back. Well, they're already down two games to nothing to yeah. the Joker. Right. And, 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 and that's, I mean, this was a... For the Phoenix... This was an all or nothing because Kevin Durant, right? So Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, we're, we're, we're built to be, beat anybody. We're going to go win a championship. Well, it's already derailing. You're down oh. two games to nothing to the Joker. What do you think there, Dale? Well, I was going to say, I don't know if we want to go over any other quick highlights from this past week in the NBA playoffs because we're already about a, a third of the way through the, like, the second round, it's safe to say. Yeah. Um, you want me just to recap the current uh, brackets going on right yeah, now? Yeah, fire away. So in the, in the, right now, we got in the second round, we got the Miami Heat and New York Knicks are tied one game apiece. Yeah, go Knicks! That's Monty's team. And though, didn't they win yesterday, was it? Or yeah, it's one days? game to one. Going to, they, 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 they play again on Saturday, which uh, I wish they would have pushed it and had, had another game here. Well, isn't 
last week we were talking about giving major props to Jimmy Butler for that, what, 50-some-odd point game, and didn't he roll his ankle? He, I think he was out yesterday. I was looking at the stat yeah. sheet. So, 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 well, Butler's big game was against uh, they, the Bucks, But um, the, 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 so the Knicks played without Julius Randle in game one. And then Jimmy Butler injured his ankle at the end of game one. And so he missed game two. So it's 1-1 with the ankle injuries and, and the two stars of each team out. Uh, Randall's back. If, if, if they had, I was disappointed that there was three days in between the next game. Because they're not flying to China. It's from New York to Miami. They, and it's going to be another long layoff from Sunday then it goes back to, like, Wednesday or something, too. Yeah, making well, sure these players rest up. Like, I was looking on the schedule. There's, like, only one, maybe two games a day, it seems like. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah they've, but they've... the most important thing that happened that night at the game was yeah, Aaron Rodgers was at the game. Oh, oh yeah. He, he's been... he was with his buddies. Now, the funny thing was he's with some guy that was a rookie or something, so it must be – you know, a wide receiver or something. Uh, that's and, that's one of my headlines I got or news lines. Yeah, well, I, I I could touch well, on it later here though. You're gonna well, you're gonna talk about Jessica Alba or no? The, how the Jets are bringing on a lot of former Packers oh. to ever since Rogers signed. Well, anyways, there's you know who Jessica Alba is, right? Oh yeah, Fantastic Four. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Rogers goes to introduce Jessica Alba to this guy. Apparently, you know, like. Spike Lee and all these other people were at the game and stuff like that. And this guy doesn't even know who Jessica Alba was. Oh, no. So he's some, you know, 21, 22-year-old kid and oh. has no clue who Jessica Wait, Alba So this was. is that receiver that was with Rodgers at the game? Yeah. Because he had, he had, he had the silver necklace with, with his name on it, his, 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 his nickname. And uh, oh. I don't even know what the guy's name was. Well, invisible woman was a little too invisible that night, I guess. Unfortunately, oh man, well, Jessica Alba is amazing. We'll, we'll jump back into those NBA stats. Yeah. So for other games uh, going on in this bracket, where you mentioned Miami and New York are tied one game each. Then we got the Seventy uh, Sixers and the Celtics are tied one game apiece. And then we have Denver two, up two games to zero over the Phoenix Suns. And then L.A. Lakers and Golden State Warriors, uh, Lakers are up one game to zero. And they play their second game like pretty much right when we wrap up the show, or when we usually do right around eight is when game two starts tonight. I know yesterday's game was the Celtics beating the 76ers 128 to 87. And I was catching up on the highlights uh, just the other day on some of these other playoff games. That game one. Uh, that came down to the wire because that was such a close matchup. And just continuing that storied rivalry between Steph Curry and LeBron James in the, in the playoffs because they what, met four years in a row when it was, you know, the Warriors and the, and the, and the Cavs. So now it's just like getting a sneak peek at the NBA Finals, it feels like. I don't know. Did, you, did either of you see the, their Game 1 matchup? Oh, I watched every minute of it. The, 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 uh, there, there was a lot of hullabaloo about uh, Jordan Poole. Is that his name? The, the one, the third yeah. third guard for the Golden State Warriors, he took the big three at the end of the game, and and a lot I of people. I wasn't pe- awake. At well, that a lot of people thought that it was a mistake that he was the guy taking the shot, and Steph Curry should have had the shot. And I don't know, but he was he was wide open, but he was a long ways out. And so yeah, there was that. Anyway, the game itself though, um, D'Angelo Russell has been making every shot for like the last week and a half. And I don't remember seeing that when he was a Timberwolf. Yeah, he had a big game yesterday. I think he made like 20-some points uh, yesterday. And yeah, he, he's 
probably feeling better now that he's actually in the second, making it past the first round of the NBA playoffs, which is usually not the case for the Timberwolves. Well, he, there, so, so, so D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves and, and that, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Her, yeah, Austin Reeves, yeah. Uh, Her, Hergamanga, whatever his name is, the guy they got from the Washington Wizards. These guys are making every shot they put up. Yeah. And I, I just don't believe it's going to continue. And the other thing is, is, between Anthony Davis and LeBron James, I don't think if, if, if this Golden State Lakers series goes full seven games, I don't think either one or the other is not going to hold up. Uh, they're, they're both so, gimpy athletes that are, tend to get hurt regularly. And, well, yeah, well, either LeBron's going to get hurt or well, AD's going to get hurt. And that'll be that. I saw Anthony Davis yesterday. He, I was looking at the stat sheet and just reading the recap, too, after seeing the highlights because he had an yeah, amazing had game. game. Yeah, he played the entire second half and not take a minute off. And, like, he had 30 points, 23 rebounds. Yes, well, when, yeah. when, when, when Anthony Davis is playing well, he really does play well. Um, not only all the rebounds, but uh, swatting shots, too. And I, I guess we're kind of jumping the gun, uh, not, not jumping the gun a little too much, because I guess it was almost a week ago now, but how about Warriors coming back to win that playoff series in that Game 7 with, I think I read up, what, Steph Curry set the NBA record for most amount of points scored in a Game 7 match in the playoffs, 50 points. Yeah, yeah. No, that was, I actually, uh, and, and they, they pretty much handled them, too. It wasn't a close game, right? Well, I'm cheering for those Celtics. <laughs> That's what Keith just gave a shout out to that in the chat, actually. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, no, I, I saw that, so it reminded me. Raven is Raven out there somewhere? I said she was watching. So, shout so, out to Raven. So, so the Boston Celtics are up. No, they're tied one game to one with the Philadelphia Cement Mixers. Cement Mixers <laughs> or Sixers. Um, so well, oh, here we go. There you go. Go ahead and pump up the volume there. There we go. Supersonic Steve. Steve, do you hear us? I can hear you just fine. All right. We got you. We hear you. How goes it? It's all good out here. Crackers are on fire. Yeah. Who's that goalie out there? Oh, man. That guy's good. That guy is really good. Isn't he the guy? He played for Avalanche last year. Yeah, yeah. And then he eliminated the Avalanche this year. And Boy, that guy was on fire in Game 7, and he was on fire. Yeah, I, I don't understand uh, the the Kraken and their ability to win road games. Philip Grubauer, is that it? Grubauer, yeah. Gruba- or something Grubauer, like that. yeah, Grubauer. And, and, Man, he's good. And, and so... Wasn't Game Seven in Denver? Yes, it was. And and wasn't Game One of this uh, Dallas series in Dallas? Yes, it was. We got Game Two tonight. Yeah, so we're up one game to nothing already, and and you know stealing home ice. Well, they stole home ice from Colorado, and then they gave it back and had to go do it yeah. again. What what happened with that Russian in Seattle from Denver? There, there was some guy that uh, I don't know. The security was called and stuff, and it involved something to do with some lady at a motel in, so, in so Seattle we, somewhere. So we talking about a, a Colorado Avalanche player, right? And he hasn't played yeah. since, and he's he's a Russian. No. Huh. I got yeah. okay. I, got, I think I actually got an update for you here, Bill. Um, so the Colorado Avalanche have been without. 
Valerie Nishkin for nearly a yeah. week. Is that the player? Yeah, due to that's quote, Nishkinin. Yeah, Nishkin. Okay, uh, due to quote personal reasons. <clears throat> excuse me. Due to quote, personal Yeah, personal reasons. <laughs> Avalanche have offered little explanation about Nishkin, who signed an eight-year, forty-nine million dollar. That's why we figured that Supersonic would know something about this. According to the, here we go. Go ahead. They did have something that came out just today from the uh, NF or the NHL, uh, the big guy saying something about the Russians. <laughs> did you see that? No, I didn't. well, he said something about not having Russians at all. Yeah, I thought uh, he had something to that effect. That, what, what the commissioner Bettman? Yeah, wants to get rid of Russians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all together. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So that would be Ovi and all of them. Oh, that 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 yeah. um, 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 the kid from Minneapolis, Karel, uh, Karel, Kaprizov too. Yeah. Well, I kind of like how tennis kind of has like a neutral approach to it. what they do. Is they won't recognize the country's flag for Russian players. They'll just put a white flag, and then they and the announcers just won't announce anything about their well, background about them being from Russia. I think that's kind of like a good like middle ground. I, if, I don't if, know. if they have to go to that extreme, I don't know about an all right ban. Yeah, I, well, I don't. I, I wouldn't agree with that either. I, you know, they they can't help with the Russians. I mean, these guys are ta- right. talented, talented hockey players. But you know, they had the misfortune of growing up in in, in post Soviet Union, and pr- currently now, you know, Putin's over there just doing crazy things. And I don't know if you guys saw that they tried a drone assassination of him. Yeah, I saw some. I, I caught a little bit of that. Yeah, and 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 now he's threatening nuclear weapons. <laughs> I, mean, I have no he's idea. He's a crazy guy. Yeah, that guy's he's uh, he's cuckoo. Yeah, he apparently you know whatever. Well, well you know what, what gets me is he probably was one of these really ruthless uh, CIA. Well, not CIA. What do they call him over there? The KGB. The KGB mm-hmm. agent, and and he was always this ruthless, ruthless spy type person. And when he took uh, control of the country, he has like this iron fist grip on it. And and now it seems like you know who knows if he's got Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or some kind of you know debilitating uh, illness, and and he's just nuts. <laughs> yeah, nuts. And, and I mean, because they're they're old guys, you know this. And and I don't think he, he's he's trying to like uh, uh, still win favor of his people, and he, and he's losing it because they're dying left and right over in that war. That's uh, the silliness of it all. I don't know. I but to punish the punish. Thing, yeah, yeah, I hear you. To, yeah, but to punish those hockey athletes, I mean, it's not their fault they were over there. And and I'm a guy that was a big Red Wing uh, supporter when they were a Russian team. You remember those guys? Um, yeah, yeah. Sergey Fedorov and that bunch. I mean that that whole team was a uh, 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 basically the national the the Red Army team. I could do without the Russians. Of course you could, Bill. <laughs> there, there was that awesome. Uh, we got enough Canadians and Americans. Okay. There was that awesome Netflix. Swedes and Finns. Oh man, I, I forget the name of it. There was that awesome Netflix documentary. Netflix, I believe it was a Netflix original documentary on the you know the miracle on ice, but interviewed and from the Soviets' perspective. Oh. So it was interviewing them. So you always hear the American side. So it was just hearing a different perspective kind of brought a whole new uh, paradigm to the to just from you know the other side of the story. So, 
But uh, I'm, I'll look up the name of that here. Maybe I'll have it uh, after our break here, and I think we got, we're due for one here yeah, coming up. So is this a video ad? Yeah, video one here. All right, got to run this video ad then. Here we go. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Diane says Executive Properties did a roof project and remodeled a bathroom in our house. We were happy with their quality of work, and the projects were completed in a timely manner. We will use Executive Properties for our next home project. Get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. All right, I did find the I did find the name of that documentary. It is on Netflix. It's called Of Miracles and Men. It's you no know, again, you hear it from a whole different side of the perspective, and not really say, you know, you know, it kind of shows the aftermath of what the players had to deal through, you know, kind of getting shamed by their government and their country and all that afterwards. And so if you're looking for a whole different perspective for it, you know, it's uh, it's not it's not like a rah rah Soviet propaganda piece or anything like that. It's just kind of just mostly sticking to the game and just like what the players went through after after the Olympics there. So I, I give it a recommend. I love sports documentaries. Firing firing line is that what they got? Oh no! Oh gosh! The gulag. No. They sent them to, to like work camps. They sent them to Siberia. I heard. Well. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I can't tell if you're joking or serious. You know, it wouldn't surprise me now that we're talking about some of the craziness from over the years. Well, so. didn't like, like like Iran, Iraq? Didn't they like torture their their soccer players and stick them in vats of acid because they didn't win the soccer games? That kind of thing. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> well, that's so 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 so. Any of these North American athletes that think they're oppressed oh, might you know, might want to revisit it. <laughs> I don't have. I have t- no time for that. I have no time for that. Yeah, None. yeah, yeah. We're, I mean, well, the WNBA must be coming up pretty soon, isn't it, Monty? Well, it's getting there. I, I don't. It's summertime. It's, it's that's true. Well, that's there's our, our our fearless leader Paul's about to walk in here. I can hardly wait to see what he's got to say. But um, I think don't they wait till like within the days or a week when uh, the the. NBA playoffs wrap yeah, up. So yeah, right after they yeah. do. I, I I don't know. I I don't know. Uh, I know that gal from South Carolina is going to be in the league this year, and she's going to help a lot. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Yo! There hey, he hey, 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 hey. So, um, boy, we're excited for this game tonight uh, between the Warriors and the Lakers there, Steve. Did you understand, yeah. though, that these, these girls are in the WNBA cool. now? So this Reese girl or whatever, the one huh? from LSU? Yeah. Does not want to go to the WNBA. Well, no, because she's like making three million dollars a year to and play she, college basketball or the just, NIL. She just got a Mercedes or something the other day. But before we came online, yeah, she did. I saw the picture and of her sitting on the hood of the they, car. The they said that or no, the the, the, the other Reese, one. Reese, uh, yeah. Angel, the highest, Angel Reese, the highest paid player right now in the WNBA is a quarter of a million. Is that what you've heard? But I suppose, yeah, two hundred and fifty thousand, and and and. But yet, the average salary is probably fifty thousand. Yeah, if that, if that. And she's making college. Yeah, and so these girls, and the same thing with uh, Caitlin Clark at Iowa, her nil deal is is worth millions, and so there's no incentive for them to leave college. I mean, I, Dale and I were talking about this before the, the show started, and I was like, 
my problem is is it's 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 like the wild west. There's no rules to it. The, the between the right. por- the portal and nil players are running every different direction and wherever they land the money they're going to be. And 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 Bill, you know you're the one that's always uh talking about the <laughs> alumni that are just offering money when the coaches aren't even recruiting people. All right. I got those numbers for you. The average WNBA salary is as of 2022 $102,751. So not too terrible, just barely six figures. And the highest paid is Jackie Young of the Aces, $252,450. Mm-hmm. That's pretty close there. Which yeah. is a long way from a million or two million or three million like the girls in college are getting for their nil rights. I, I, I would be. Because we, we talked about okay, so so there's say there's twelve girls on a team at Iowa or twelve girls on a team at LSU, and only one of them's making three million dollars, and the rest of them aren't getting no. Okay, uh, I, I, where naming, imaging, and licensing rights. You know when when she's out there on the court, I'm in the picture at times as a teammate. Yeah. Where's my I'll money? Yeah, I'm on that team. I'm in some of the the promotions of, of the of the university and that kind of thing. Why I don't think she could have beat that team by herself. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So so yeah. so I would be so jealous. I'd be burning her car. I think. I mean, number shady. Wow. Yeah. Electric. Well, <laughs> you can have that. It'll burn on its own. Uh, yeah, it will. It'll burn on its own. The fire department won't be able to put it out. You have you, <laughs> you've seen. Speaking of fires and cars, Bill, your 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 Los Angeles Raiders wide receiver pled guilty to that uh, vehicular homicide. I didn't hear anything about this, Monty. Well, Mister Ruggs is facing somewhere between three and sixteen years in prison for his guilty plea. I expect that. They they advised him to take uh, the deal and get it over with and and get the sentence underway and uh, at some point be able to maybe uh, resurrect an NFL career. Well, he could probably play for the Mean Machine too in prison, can he? Oh yeah, with with, uh, with Mr. Burt Reynolds up Bert in. Reynolds. <laughs> oh gosh, is that real? Uh, that was named the remember, longest yard movie. The team, uh, yeah, uh, Burt Reynolds. Oh my gosh, great movie, great movie. Oh, I think I think Paul has something here. Oh. Light. oh, okay, yeah. Has, like, no light. Yeah, that light was giving us some issues the other day, too. I thought having all the other ones on would help balance it out a little bit. Oh, but, but no, anyway, so, so the Ruggs character took care of that, and I'm glad to see it's, it's done with, and, and uh, you know, because that was a terrible thing. Yeah, terrible I think thing. I did see something on that. Uh, but, but no, um, we were talking. Uh, it, it's so rare that a Raider gets into any trouble that I usually can't this week? Yeah, yeah, this week. <laughs> the Raiders. Oh, and the other thing, talking about Las Vegas. Um, so apparently the Oakland A's moving to Las yeah. Vegas is not a done deal either. Oh, no. There's oh, a, really? Yeah, there's a potential that that might fall through. Well, Crip, the city of Oakland went ape crap over it. They're tired of their teams moving away. You know, the Warriors moved across the bay to, to San Francisco after being an Oakland team basically their all all these years, 50 years. And uh, then, of course, the Raiders uh, bolted to Los Angeles and then came back to Oakland and then bolted again. And, but and, didn't San Francisco used to have a pro team, basketball? Well, it, well didn't, it, didn't Will Chamberlain play for him? Or? Well, Nate, uh, Nate Thurman did. Well, the San Francisco Warriors, when they first, 
when they first got there, they were the San Francisco Warriors. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And, and then they moved Rick across Harris the bay. Yeah. And, 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 and because Will Chamberlain and Nate Thurmond actually played together for, for a short period of time. And, and yeah, when they moved across. The, but didn't Will Chamberlain start out at, like, San Francisco City College or something, too? Wilt? Yeah. No, Kansas. Or did he start Can- at Kansas? No, Kansas. Yeah. Spent a year at the Globetrotters. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe he played high school in San Francisco. Boy, no, Overbrook High in New York. No, Philadelphia. New York. Philadelphia, I mean. Overbrook High in Philadelphia is where Wilt yeah. Chamberlain was from. Um, Blue Elson. Was a New York guy. Power, Power Memorial High in 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 New York for for Lou Alcindor. Yeah, that's Alcindor. you know that's my 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 Japanese sister in law would say that I have a lot of useless information in my brain, and that those two things are probably those that Overbrook High and Power Memorial. Why why I know well, where those I guys went to high school? Memorial. Yeah, but I mean, come on, no. We we why would a guy know that? What, no, yeah. I mean, hey man, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I don't remember much, but once in a while something sticks, and usually sports. Well, okay, so so today, just to go off topic again, uh, Supersonic Steve had a picture of uh, Dick Allen. Oh, boy. Baseball player. It was a, he was a Philadelphia Philly and a Chicago White Sox. Uh, guy was a, a home run hitting uh, badass machine for everybody. He, well, he, first he started out as Richie Allen, if you remember. Yeah. And then when when he got later on into his career, he was kind of a rebel. He Bill, was. Bill, yeah. you remember anything about Richie? I remember Rich, the name. Richie but... Allen, Dick Allen. Uh, uh, I thought Dale. he had something to do with Oakland Athletics too, didn't he? Or... Well, he 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 was like a he was like a a. A protesting pro athlete from way back in the early seventies, late sixties. Yeah, he wasn't Kurt Flood, but he was uh, he was somewhere in that that realm. And it's just like it's in a conversation like that, though. Just, yeah, and and I I forget I forget what his what his, uh, his 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 gripe was, but. He, There's he, been a lot of different Allens though in the sports world. Yeah, but Dick Dick Rich, Dick Allen Richie Allen was was a one of a kind baseball player. Um, he he was an all star, and like I said, he was oh, yeah. a big big home run hitter, RBA leader. Yeah, yeah, and 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 the, the Had pic- a cigarette hanging out. Yeah, yeah, that was the picture picture Supersonic Steve put out to me today was Dick Allen. On the baseball field, uh, by the dugout, smoking a cigarette. Oh, well, Monty and, had uh, Monty had dinner with uh, Sid Hartman at Murray's the other night. Uh, Sid, Sid's dead. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, I know that. Now, so, so Sid, Sid Sid had a had his own table at Murray's though, and so did Kirby Puckett. But yeah, that's where I went for my birthday weekend with the family. Steve, I was down in Minneapolis to Murray's uh, Steakhouse. Uh, the the silver butter knife uh, steaks is so so tender you can cut them with a butter knife. And they used to always give gift certificates to Murray's Steakhouse oh, yeah, and, uh, when you were oh, a, oh yeah a guest on it's Sid Hartman show. Yeah, yeah, no, no, and and no, that's my favorite place to eat in 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 the cities. And and uh, the first time I was there, I met Tony Dungy. I walked, oh, yeah. He and his wife oh. were. He he was a defensive coordinator for the Vikings at the time, and I yeah. uh, I I walked over to his table and I interrupted him and his wife having this nice dinner and he he um he he was very cordial and and I said, 
uh, can I trouble you for an autograph, Mr. Dungey? And, and he gave me his autograph. And, and, and then I said to him, I said, you know, everybody says you're going to be a head coach in this league. And he looked at me and he said, you're only as good as your last game. That's right. And, and I mean, that's, that's worth to live by. <laughs> yeah. So, so what do you got over there, Dale? Um, I don't know if you wanted some in- info on Dick Allen there. Yes, I just yes, got some, yeah, yeah, we do. Uh, yeah. I got the teams he played for is kind of like his, he was with the Phillies from 63 to 69, then a year of the Cardinals, a year of the Dodgers, then from 72 to 74 with the White Sox, 75, 76 with the Phillies, and wrapped up in 77 with the Athletics. Uh, seven times All-Star, AL MVP in 1972, Rookie of the Year, 64. Uh, Phillies retired as number 15, and he's in the Phillies Hall of Fame. But not the Baseball Hall of Fame. No. Yeah. See, I think I think that's a, a travesty right there, Supersonic, because the guy, I do too. The de- you know, he's definitely- he was uh, he was before his time, man. He was one of those guys that he kind of gets overlooked on the Hall of Fame stuff. But man, that guy, I actually in the 70s, he was uh, he was feared. Is what he got? He it's interesting. Interesting you bring that up about not being in the Baseball Hall of Fame. He said they he was brought up for induction with those like you know those retired players uh, uh-huh. committees. In December 2014 and December of 2021, and both times he was just one vote short for meeting the requirements to get inducted. So. Well, so so there's still a couple of baseball writers out there with hard-ons for him. You know, that's, that's well. I mean, he he's def his career definitely is Hall of Fame. Well, they have to put they have to put Roger Maris in before any of those other guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, but you're, we're talking about a guy that's not part of the steroid era. I mean. They're, they've been trying to put these guys in, and they should. I mean, well, I, 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 I go back, I look at Dick Allen's stats. What do you say, seven-time All-Star? Yep, seven-time All-Star. And MVP? AL MVP, yep. yeah. I, I mean. Play. He was feared when he came up to play. Pitchers didn't like him. Well, and he was one of those guys that swung one of those big bats. Big bat, big boy, 44, 46 ounce bat. Yeah, and, that, that, and that's that's. I mean, Steve, there, there's only a handful of guys in the history of baseball that swung bats that big. He was probably number one, if not, he'd be in the top two or three. I mean, that guy, he had logs up there. Yeah, that's exactly. He was swinging tree trunks. Everybody, yeah. everybody else is up there with these bats, and, and here's this guy coming swinging a tree trunk. And it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I loved watching him, you know, because that was my era. I mean, that was, you know, that was when he was at his prime. It was, it was fun to watch. Um, I got a question, a couple questions for Supersonic Steve. I know, you know we're talking about postseason playoffs. I'm curious to hear about, I think we kind of touched on most of it before you got on the air. You just mentioned it briefly, but before we get to the, I want to just how you felt, how the Kraken, uh, you know, beating the Avalanche there, moving on to the second round, and I got a 1 0 lead. I watched the highlights from that game last night, beating the Stars, but first, uh, I know we kind of jokingly touch on it throughout the season, but the Seattle Sea Dragons were eliminated from the XFL playoffs last weekend, losing to the D.C. Defenders 37-21. to uh, did, Has that been getting any buzz? I know we always bring it up in jest, but do you do you get hear, hear much about that, them being in the playoffs last weekend, Steve? Um, you know, not much, but yeah, a little bit. I mean, it was publicized. Um, I think it's going to take a little while before that league kind of takes off out here. Uh, but, you know, it's hard after the NFL's over for, you know, that's been tried, what, I don't know, three or four times now. And, and now you got the USFL also. Yeah, it's taken a little more traction, but um, I think uh, it's going to take a little time. 
yeah, but yeah, it was publicized. That's great. It, at least they made it two. I was remember looking it up because they they just qualified for it the last week. I think they had to win like four or five games in a row to make it into the playoffs. So yes, they did. They did. So that was kind of cool. I noticed the other day. I think Jim Zorn's coaching one of the teams. I think uh, the old Saints head coach too is uh, coaching one of the teams too. Was it Hazlitt? I think that's his name, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And uh, wow. and then, so yeah, the XFL championship game is this weekend. It'll be the Arlington Renegades and the D.C. Defenders this Saturday at 2 on ABC. So, so Steve, curious on your, what what's like the main NHL feel right now? For, was it Kraken year two, second round of the playoffs already? Yes, yeah. And I'll tell you what, the city's buzzing. I mean, it is, when they come home after tonight's game, it's going to be, loud down in Seattle. People are really, it's kind of like we missed out on the Sonics so bad, you know, back in the day when they had the camp and the Peyton and all those guys and we were winning. Uh, But since they've left, wintertime, you know, it's pretty kind of boring. And now with the Kraken, people are digging it. I mean, it's a big deal out here right now. So was a game was I think their next game I'm I'm trying to look at the the tonight, games tonight. I think it's tonight right yeah tonight uh, it yep yeah uh, they they're the, they're the late game there's only two games so yep. the, so the Panthers and and Maple, Maple Leafs, Leafs and then and then the Kraken and and Dallas and boy if yeah, they if they can Dallas. yeah if they can sneak that second game away in Dallas boy there's going to be a party in Seattle when they get back up there <laughs> they played Vegas oh. then. Yeah. I, I see the well. That'd be great, the Vegas and 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 the Kraken in the, in the to get to the Stanley Cup. Yeah. See, the Panthers are currently leading the Maple Leafs uh, about halfway through the second period, three to two. So that's your update on that game. Uh, well, you know that's the problem is those, those Canadian teams have suddenly forgot how to play hockey. I think in the big league. So unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, so I have the Minnesota Wild again. Since we, we did the last show last week, eliminated in the first round of the playoffs once again. Well, what is, what's the running joke right now? So, Steve, you never drink. You never drink with the Wolves or the Wild because they're only around for the first round. I was looking at the stat. They didn't make it past the first round since 2015. Yeah. Is that a common? No, that's that that that's that's like a national joke. Is like they're, they they <laughs> you they're, they're they'll, be, they'll be gone after the first round. Uh, and then like you know now out here we're not you know now that the Kraken are have, having so much success, everybody's kind of taking notice of it. But I was watch, looking at something today, and one of the teams that I've always thought was really kind of you know really tough. Haven't hit the uh, won a champion since like '67. Wh- who's that? Oh gosh, I'll, I'll have to do some digging. But who was it once in '67? Last well, time they won a title. Well, I know my New York Rangers haven't won since '94, and then they hadn't won since like 1935. Before that, oh, wow. I mean, it took Mark Messier to bring a championship to New York in '94, and they. And, you know, now we're talking. That's what 29 years ago. Yeah, yeah. It's stretch. And I mean, there's. And, and and the Rangers had a good year again this year, but the Devils just eliminated them. And I I, I, I think that Game 7 was in Madison Square Garden. And then the main thing, too, bring up teams with long stretches without a championship. I know we've referenced, referenced it on the show before, but 
all of the five Canadian teams currently in the league. The last one to win a, a Canadian Stanley Cup final was the Montreal Canadiens in 93. So 30 years without a Stanley Cup final well, victory for well, Canada. And, that, and that's what I was going to say right now. So the Maple Leafs are about to go down two games to nothing to the Panthers. And then the other... Can Oilers you, and Knights. Yeah, the Oilers are playing the Knights. And is that one game to nothing, Knights? Yep, that's that's correct. And, and you know, those Canadian teams used to dominate... Just, oh, for years, well, years. The Montreal yeah. Canadiens didn't they win like four in a row there in the in, yeah. in, in the seventies, eighties? Which was Oilers it? Oilers won a few in a row. Well, the Oilers won like Gretzky, four or five, Messier, in a, five in a row, was something Gretzky. like that. Yeah. Wasn't Gretzky the yeah. human goalie or Gretzky and Messier? Ultimate well, combo. It was it was Wayne Gretzky, uh, Mark Messier, Yuri Curry. Um, uh, gosh, Grant Fuhr was the goalie. I mean. We're talking Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, Paul yeah. Coffey. I mean, they, those are yeah. all Hall of Fame names. I, I should probably mention the, the last uh, hockey game, playoff game series we haven't touched on yet. Just want to give an update on that. Hurricanes are currently leading the Devils one game to zero. And for the next coming NHL games, uh, it'll be, like we said, uh, tonight, yeah, uh, Kraken and Stars. And then uh, Maple Leafs and Panthers currently going on. I just got a couple of quick wild notes that happened in the kind of like the aftermath of them being eliminated. We found we found out Frederick Gaudreau, we covered a couple weeks ago how he renewed. He, he re, got renewed with the Wild for a big money deal, well earned. But I guess he was playing injured for like the last month. He played through an abdominal injury, which will require surgery to, to repair. Uh, and I guess he had it for about four months and he did not miss a game during that time. So just, just absurd. And then also uh, Minnesota Wild signed forward Marcus Johansson to a two-year contract worth $4 million on Tuesday after trading with the Capitals to get him this past February. And finally, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury says he still wants to finish off his contract. He has one more year left. He says he wants to stick with Minnesota. So, yeah, just a couple of wild notes on, the, on, on that front there. Well, I, I, I think uh, Marc-Andre Fleury is uh, worth keeping around yeah. for one more year for them. Um, the, the one player that the Wild really... Uh, missed in the playoffs was that uh, uh, Eck? What's his name? Oh yeah, um, Erickson Eck. Erickson Eck, and and that hurt them a lot. I mean, yeah. You, yeah. you 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 lose a guy that's like kind of the glue to the team, and and it, it's it's tough, and that that's unfortunate for them that that was the one guy they probably couldn't afford to lose, uh, you know. Yeah. And- any other highlights from the NHL playoffs? I know there was that big upset where the the Bruins uh, were talking about last yeah. a week or two ago. Yeah. Best well, NHL win loss regular season record, yeah, and and that wasn't even. I mean, it was an upset that that the Panthers beat them. But remember, it was also three games to one. Yeah, they, Boston was up three games to one. Yeah, and they and it was such and that, and that like, game seven went to overtime also yeah. so it was just like an yeah. intense yeah yeah do you think that was like the equivalent of like seeing like the early buzz the follow from that 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 seems like the equivalent of how the red sox came up from zero to three against the yankees and uh, from not to i'm just saying as an example not trying to be boy this rah 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 bash son yankees. of a bitch over here i mean if we, if we <laughs> want to go if we want to go in that direction i got a complete re- report of all their injuries monty if we want to go go in no, that direction i was like i don't want to hear about the boss the Red Sox are coming back against but, the I mean, Yankees just bringing, ever again. Bringing that up, do you think that's how Boston fans will feel in the well, years to come? I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. Boston, this this de- defeat of the Bruins because they were such a high because they set the points record. Oh, yeah. They they were on a high and 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 they just came crashing back down with this loss to the Panthers. And in fact, I think it carried over to the Celtics. I the who? 
the, the Celtics. Never mind. <laughs> Raven, the Boston Celtics. She's not here tonight. She, she, she had a rough, long day, and she told me she probably wasn't going to be able to come in, and I said, that was fine. Don't, don't rush. Just take your time and do what you got to do. But, uh, no, the, 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 the Celtics uh, losing with uh, James Harden's 45-point game the other night. Uh, I watched that. He was on fire. Man. Yeah, he was. And, and, and then last night was kind of a disappointment when Embiid came back after getting the, the MVP award and uh, they got pummeled. Um, but I do – I actually think that Philadelphia is going to win that series. I just do not believe in Jason Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown. I do not believe in those guys. Um, not yet, not yet, not yet. No, I, I, I think that they, they flukishly got to the finals last year, and I just, I think they, they, they those guys play like they, they're anointed or entitled to get there again, and I just don't think that's how it works. Well, isn't that basketball in the NBA today? Yeah, everybody thinks they're entitled to something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, so, so. I can, uh, I can cover this one here, Monty. You got it? Yep. Yeah. So we got another ad we got to throw Oh, no, here. not a video here. Uh, just a regular ad read here. So. Okay, well. Yeah, I got it here. I'm going to give a shout-out to our friends at Northwest Tire. And right now, they're located on Gateway Drive in Grand Forks. And right now, they're looking to hire a front-counter salesperson. We're work with customers writing up work orders and taking inventory of tires. And pay does depend on experience, but they got all kinds of awesome benefits at Northwest Tire with PTO, health insurance, 401K, and so much more. For those interested, make sure to apply online, nwtire.com, or contact Chad Hoff, 701-780-8473. Northwest Tire, awesome sponsor of Grand Forks Best Source and Forks Sports Highway. Check them out on Gateway Drive in Grand Forks. All right. Um, I guess throwing it back to things, um, I, I, mine stepped out for a quick sec, but maybe I could give a quick Twins update or have they been following along? They had a big game earlier today that wrapped up for them. Yeah, they I actually watched from the eighth inning on. Because, yeah, it went to extra innings against White Sox, right? Right. To, like, 12 or 13 innings. I, was, I think I caught the score before the game. I think it went to 12 because White Sox had their number this series. They were coming off a 10-game losing streak, and they <laughs> they they had to beat the Twins twice in a row to, to yeah, overcome it. Yeah, they had two walk-offs, right? Two walk-offs or four walk-offs in a row. I know Byron Buxton hit a huge homer from what I just read in the recap. I didn't, yeah. I didn't see the... Then Korea had one earlier in the game, too. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see those, as I say. I, I started watching an eighth inning. So how did it wrap up in extra innings there? Um, I'll say it ended up that they won by like three or four runs. Yeah, it was a bit. Cause seven to three. I think Correa, from what I if I remember right, he um, hit a ball. It was a misplayed grounder that caused Trevor Larnick to come in and pull ahead for the lead there. And uh, Pablo Lopez, I think, did what seven innings of just like two run balls, so he had a good game. And uh, but yeah, before that, two losses to the White Sox, and they're just coming off of ten losses in a row. So well, they they say that eleven. That, that oh wow, that division is just horrible. Yeah, so, is, somehow with that. That win, the Twins are 18 and 14 now, on top of the AL Central. But everyone else is, like I said, just yeah. Well, nobody nobody else has got a winning record. Mm-hmm. I think they're on their way to the Guardians now to Cleveland. Yeah, um, I think I got for their next game. Yeah, uh, tomorrow. Yep, away game at Cleveland at 6:10. But uh, a couple other random Twins notes. Uh, I guess you know a couple of their pay. 
pitchers did go on the IR, so you got both Tyler Mahe, Mahe uh, and Kenta Maeda uh, going on the 15-day IR. Uh, Mahe, Mahe has a right elbow posterior impingement, and uh, Maeda has tri- a tricep strain, though they're expecting him to miss up to a month. So, and, uh, Kenta Maeda, because uh, he has a little bit more of a serious injury. But in their place, they called back up Bailey Ober, and he kind of had a promising fill-in appearance there uh, from last week. And they also got in another player, which I, I, I had it here a little earlier. I'll have to find oh, Louis Varland. And uh, uh, unfortunately, he got a loss. But it was a pretty close game, too, one of those four to six losses against the uh, White Sox the last couple of days. But mine, I know one of your titles was uh, Sonny Gray and Joe Duran aces. Well, Sonny Gray has got like a... 0.77 ERA. Yeah, best ERA in MLB. Yeah, and and, and I mean that's that's ace type status. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know he didn't. He was an athlete that uh, had a. Let's see, where was he? Was he uh, in Kansas City or where? where yeah, wasn't he in Seattle at one time? Well, well, he ended up in New York. You know, New York had a, had a, signed him. He was a big New York signing, and then the Big Apple ate him up. You know. Oh yeah. You know, and that happens. Yeah, I talk about that all the time, and I, and that's exactly what I think is going to happen to Aaron Rodgers, uh, just for you folks on the football side. Yeah, but he's only going to be around for a couple of years. Well, if, unless the Jets jump out of the gate, winning the beat hell, the Big Apple's going to eat that country boy up. And what do you think of this stat? Sonny Gray has only given up just three runs in 35 innings this whole season. So, yeah. Well, Duran's the guy that throws like 102, right? Oh yeah, there's one of their stars. He's a re- yeah. he's a reliever, isn't he? Or a relief. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of them just throws the heat. Yeah, yeah. Because so, I mean, I I'm kind of well, glued so, on that on that uh, clock that tells you what the speed of the the pitch is, and I mean everything he throws is over 100 miles an hour. Well, anyway, uh, so so Sonny Gray's leading the league in uh, ERA. And Joe Ryan's at number 13. I'll take it. That's usually not the case with Twins. Maybe we oh, will have no. one twin, so-so twin, starter twin, pitcher. Twins haven't had it. And, and, and I, I was on some uh, Jack Michael show, for instance. They, they, were, they were like, their, their thing was because the Kentucky Derby is this weekend and the Twins are doing so well, if you could name the, uh, the Twins season as a horse right now, what would you call them? Oh, God. And and I I call I, I texted in and I said finally aces. <laughs> finally, we got some. Yeah, because they've been so piss poor with their pitching. They've had hitting for years, but they can never put any pitchers on the field. You know, and and you know, back in the old days, that's what they were famous for was having some good pitchers, good arms. Yeah, well, that's. I mean, whether it was Frank Viola and Burt Burt Blylevin or Jim or, Cott, yeah, Jim, yeah, Jim, Jim Cott and Burt Blylevin or any of those guys, but but they they have they have been taking recycled guys for like the last decade and hoping oh, at least. and at hoping least. and hoping they were going to pan out and I mean and they who, who was the um, the the uh, Santana not not not. Not the guy that they had that won the Cy Young Award, uh, but but the other one they got from like Pittsburgh that got suspended because he was using drugs or you know. Well, didn't he have Tommy John or something? He he got traded to Pittsburgh or somewhere. Well, well, but 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 the the Santana guy had a really good season for the Twins, but then he ended up getting suspended because he was on PEDs 
I mean, so, so, and then, and then all the resurrected career. And I actually thought Sonny Gray was going to be another one of those. Because, when, like I said, when he was in New York, he couldn't pitch for crap. He was like, he was pitching like Chuck Knobloch was throwing the ball to first oh, base. Oh, gosh, poor Chuck Knobloch. He, <laughs> yeah, you guys know what I'm talking years. about? Yeah, he had the yips there, yeah. He, he was throwing the ball to the old lady sitting in row five in the seats every time he was picking the ball up at second um, base. I see Keith has a question. Keith has a question in the chat. How did UND's Muckenhern do in his start? I guess I'm not familiar with how. Who's referencing? I could do a quick search here. Bill, Monty? Well, I didn't know that he was a starter. I, I know that he pitched, but this is a guy that played at UND back in, like, 2015 when UND had a team. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So he's been in the minor leagues ever since then, and he got called up this last week. To, okay. To pitch for the Mets. For the Mets. I'll, I'll do a quick search and look up here. Just So he just pitched for the Mets this past week. So here. Keith apparently knows that he was going to have a start. I, I didn't know that he was a starting pitcher, but huh. I know the kid's from. He didn't play today. He's, he's from Detroit Lakes. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah, I'll, I'll look on that. But I guess, uh, M- M- Monty, I don't know if you want to dwell a little bit more on your Yankees, elaborate on what we kind of foreshadowed a little earlier. Well, well look that the, up. the American League East is, is um, the Yankees are sitting in last place with a record of 17 and 15, I think, is their record. And, and everybody in that division has got a winning record, unlike the, the Central Division with the Twins with the only winning record. <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's, but, but thankfully, thankfully, they're not playing each other like 17 or 18 or 19 times like they have in the past. Everybody's playing everybody now instead of the Twins. Yeah. Getting, Twins, the Twins getting to play Cleveland seventeen times, and the Kansas City seventeen times, and Detroit right. seventeen times, and White Sox seventeen times. You know, so so it'll even out. I th- I really do believe it'll even out. Um, but the the Yankees have fourteen guys on injured reserve already, including Judge and Giancarlo Stanton and and Josh Donaldson and. I mean, it's it's like a hit parade of who's you, you have to look and see who's playing because it's basically the the AAA team on the field right now. Are they are those guys all entering the portal or what? <laughs> you know, you, there's there's so much sympathy up here for our New York guys. You know, the, I can tell. They, I can tell. Did, did you see that Colorado has had forty four guys go in the portal since last? Yeah, the season started in twenty two. Yeah. What, what, what team or is this? Colorado Buffaloes, where Deion Sanders is at. So everybody's leaving. Yeah, yeah. And he just yeah. well, they were one in twelve last year. So basically, he's well, he's he basically, gone, he's gone through the films and stuff, and says he's gone, he's gone, he's gone, he's gone. Well, he did say. I mean, he 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 when he was doing his initial uh, intake and, and interviews. Didn't he say he was bringing his own guys in? Well, oh yeah, yeah. right off the get go. Yeah, he was. Okay, so that whole HBCU didn't have a single guy drafted in the NFL draft. So is that there's the ten con- colleges, the, ten colleges in, in that conference, and that's where he was at Jackson State. So nobody off of his team, off his last team last year, got drafted. Wow. So how is he the expert in deciding who a real player should be for college football? Well, God, you know, 
I guess if, 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 I, if I had to put a team together, Bill, I think I'd have you do it. Well. <laughs> All right, I got, I got the update here for you for Zach Muckenhern on his debut just yesterday against the Detroit Tigers. Uh, he was the second uh, pitcher up. He didn't start, but he came in relief for Scherzer. Uh, looks like he came in, in the, I want to say, the seventh <laughs> inning there. Uh, no, excuse me, the, the fourth inning. So, yeah, um, Scherzer just played 3.1 innings, and then uh, Muckenhern looks like he finished off the fourth and the fifth inning. And uh, he gave up just one hit, but no strikeouts, no walks, so 0.0 ERA. And that was, yeah, like you said, Bill, official MLB debut from a UND player. Wow. Heck yeah. Congrats, Zach. Yeah, I didn't think we were going to have any more uh, UND pro baseball players, that's for sure. Yeah, they're still out there. Because what, UND lost or they cut baseball, was it like several years ago? Yes, probably like 2015, 16, yeah. somewhere. That just there. doesn't seem right. I'm still just, just. Uh, and that was that was a fun sport to be able to just go out to craft field and sit there and watch yeah. a game. Yeah, they got to bring it back. UND. And then get kicked out by the athletic director. Oh, my gosh. You? Yeah, yeah. Hey, athletic, bring in that trash talk. You know, and and that's not really fair because the, the athletic director, uh, guy named Faison, was the athletic director at UND for a period of years here, and he was one of the guys that was instrumental in the NCHC uh, and 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 the Big Sky and that kind of thing uh, coordination for UND teams. But damned if he didn't look like Shemp from the Three Stooges. And 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 so he so he kicks Bill on. Yeah, on, he, he was on, not my favorite yeah. athletic director. And he does he didn't he apparently he didn't do his UND research and and know who he was kicking out of the st- <laughs> the legend oh. Bill Deutsch. Um, I don't know. Um, Is the guy still there? No, he's gone. He's gone now. Good. Yeah, yeah he's in Seattle. So yeah. <laughs> now, where did he go? Colorado, didn't he? Or something? I don't know. I thought he was from like Missouri originally, but uh, but he but he yeah, was he he. We probably opened him with open arms, man, out here. Well, he he actually um, as as far as they 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 consider him to have been a pretty good athletic director while he was here, but boy, his his appearance literally uh, from day one. I, I don't know if you remember what Shemp's hair looked like when he was a. <laughs> That's what this guy looked like. And he I, was all hockey, though. Yeah, well, that's all this guy cared about. Uh, I was gonna say, um, Monty. I know before we get to your Kentucky Derby preview, I, 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 I know maybe we could do that to wrap the show since we're kind of in our last sure. fifteen minutes or so here. I would like to give like a quick, uh, just motorsports minute because there was a big busy week last week here. Throw it at us. All right, good deal. Thank you. Um, but for NASCAR, it was a big weekend for the Truex brothers. Well, Martin Truex won the. NASCAR Cup race at Dover, and uh, the main thing to point out, too, is because his brother, Ryan Truex, won the Xfinity Cup, and, you know, Ryan isn't as successful as his brother. This was Ryan's first major three-class uh, NASCAR. You know, they got the Xfinity Cup, the Craftsman Truck, and the main NASCAR Cup, and he's been in 188 starts for those races, and this was his first NASCAR victory of those three major classes. So, big ups to him. Big weekend for the Truex Brothers. Yeah, um, and then final trucks were off last weekend, and they're going to be in Martinsville, uh, I believe, uh, Martinsville Speedway, I believe, this weekend. No, I'm sorry, Darlington this coming weekend. And then in uh, World of Outlaws, we got for the uh, 
for last weekend for the sprints in the Tri-State Speedway, David Grapple won the Friday feature. Macho Man Brady Bacon won his first career Outlaws feature race on Saturday with a slick overtake on Holden Shield, who was caught up in lap traffic with two laps left. It was a really good final few laps there. And uh, for this weekend, they'll, the sprints will be in Eldora Speedway. Late models, no races last weekend. This weekend, they will be at the Mississippi Thunder Speedway in Wisconsin, Fountain City. And uh, then I was real jacked, too, because F1 finally returned after a month off. It was a pretty so-so race, not like no big crash. There was only one wreck real early on, but uh, they're in Azerbaijan. And that track is just so much fun to watch, that race, because there's a literal freaking castle as part of the scenery in the, like an old-age, well-upkept castle that's just part of the inner city. Uh, just Is that a castle they're racing past? Yes, a castle. But uh, you know Max Verstappen, he's usually the dominant driver, almost wins all the races, but he ran into a lot of mechanical issues. He got second. He was few seconds behind his teammate who won the race, Sergio Perez. Um, very minimal overtaking, but there's some nice little things. Because in F1, the thing I like that they do that keep races interesting is they have uh, they give one bonus point to the guy who has the, uh, the fastest lap. So you'll get some drivers doing some interesting things. Like we had George Russell. He usually finishes more top of the pack. He was in eighth place, had like a 20-second lead over the guy behind him. So he decides to take a pit stop with like one or two laps left and goes all out. Uh, Sets the fastest lap, takes a point, that fastest lap point away from one of the Red Bull drivers there, I believe it was Verstappen, just made it interesting. And then there's one other interesting thing that happened kind of completely off guard, some weird miscommunication the last lap of the race where I guess a bunch of fans and photographers got into the pit lane early with still like a lap left of uh, live racing. And in F1, there's a rule where all the drivers have to take at least one pit stop. And one driver did not take a pit stop. And so he went to pull off in pit lane, like right before the finish line, to take his mandatory required pit stop. And to his surprise, there was a flood of uh, photographers and fans in the pit lane blocking his way, who last second got out of the way, and the announcers were freaking out. So, yeah. Oh, shit. So are those guys athletes? Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. Those... Well, who's more of an athlete, a golfer or a <laughs> race car driver? Well, no, you don't get me started. You know, I, I athletes and, and what is a sport? Okay. I always go back to uh, Supersonic Steve. There was a guy here in Grand Forks for years, was our, our local sports guy on TV. His name was Pat Sweeney. How about Chuck Bunley? Well, he was the news guy. But, but Pat Sweeney was, was, was a, a, the, the, the WDAZ Channel 8, the big network here in Grand Forks, he was the main sports guy, and, and his, his, his wife was a teacher where Sandy teaches, my wife, and we were at a party together, and, and we had a, a sports quiz, and I was matched up against him in this, okay. in, in this game. And, I, and I, was, I was confident as shit. I was going to take this guy on. And, embarrass him. Yeah, embarrass him, really, because he's a sports guy. And, and here's the question he got. What are the dimensions of the goal in hockey? Four by six. Oh, you know that. Duh, you know, duh, you know. duh. Well, that was his question. My question, yeah. the question I got was, what sport has fruit in it? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, well, the, an- uh, me, the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the answer was slot machines. Oh, Gosh. I'm like, oh, are you... Th- 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 come th- th- on. Boo. Yeah, yeah, that's my reaction. 
So you, know, lost, you lost no, to Pat Sweeney then? Yeah, I lost to Pat Sweeney, but I, that was not even close to fair. I mean, that's not a sport. Did slot you have machines. to kiss his feet, or what did you so, have to do? So, 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 yeah, golf, slot machines, um, poker, ESPN, and poker. Is that a sport? It sure as hell is no. not ESPN, but it's not a sport. I, no, I thought. Well, Craig Stadler was a great athlete. If Golf was a sport. okay. So so is so is uh, pool billiards. Uh, no, how about how about chainsaw lumber not lumberjacks? Is that a sport? <laughs> There's so many that could be a topic for what's a whole another show. <laughs> I mean, what's the other one now where they throw about, that beanbag? Yeah, the cornhole that? tournament. Yeah, cornhole. How about, cornhole. How about guys esports? No, esports. Yeah. Oh well, my gosh. Next n- next thing you know, next thing you know. We're going to be watching pickleball tournaments on ESPN. Well, that's what you know, uh, ESPN 2 and the 8, the Ocho, <laughs> is for. I think ESPN actually has ESPN 8, the Ocho Day. Um, also, one, one last quick, where they actually show a lot of obscure sports all day is fascinating stuff on ESPN 2. Uh, but one last quick note, F1 Academy held their first three races of the season. For those that don't know, you may like this, Monty. It's F1's all-women league. Their first three, they did their first three races all last weekend in Austria, and Spaniard Marta Garcia won the, the first and third races, and the second race was won by Hamda Al Kubazi. So there you go, all women's uh, league, open wheel racing. Well, but but all women's uh, open wheel racing. But will there be a transgender driver taking over? You're gonna have to ask the one officials. <laughs> but uh, sponsored by Bud. I got Day. one quick question to ask Monty. Yeah, you were in Minnesota. Minneapolis. Yeah. What's the city like there? What's that? What's the city like now? I see pictures and stuff, and it looks like it's kind of went downhill. Well, actually, um, I think it's kind of back on the upswing again. Uh, Good. I, I think it's gotten through the, um, the 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 protesting and the George Floyd and all that stuff, and it's back to where like uh, and and through the COVID era, um, I think the the like. Like the restaurants and places I visited were like um, thriving and flourishing, and 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 I know my my son-in-law and and my daughter, uh, their jobs are well and they're they're doing well down there, and and they the the neighborhood is safer than than um, the reports would appear. Uh, Still, it still has it still has its dangerous zones like most major cities. Uh, but uh, well, and Bill's Bill's daughter lives in one of the suburbs altar too, and 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 she's um, thriving. Her and her husband and their kids, and he's got a daughter that plays hockey, a granddaughter that plays hockey, and and he goes down there and sees her once in a while. So, I I do think right. that, that they're on their way back up. But at the same time, uh, the state of Minnesota has basically uh, recently um, legalized recreational marijuana. So we're right there with Portland and Seattle now, I guess, for for that state. Yeah. Well, you still got to be what twenty one. I believe we're due for our last ad, and then I think we're going to wrap things up with your annual Kentucky yep. Derby yep. extravaganza, Monty. Okay, so I'm really so, yeah, I want to hear that because I'm betting money. I'm oh, betting yeah. money. On I'll it. I'll let you know what I think. So so River Cinema okay. Cin- River Cinema Fifteen in the Shire Bar and Grill. Make the River Cinema Fifteen in the Shire Bar and Grill your next dinner and movie destination. Both are located in Rivers River Mall in East Grand Forks. Either dine inside the movie memorabilia restaurant the Shire, or take your meal to the movie you're attending. Some of this week's feature attractions are Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Big George Foreman. Evil Dead Rise. 
Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. You can find the complete showtimes and listings online at rivercinema15.com. Don't forget about the Tuesday specials of $5 movies all day long and the $5.50 senior matinee specials on Wednesdays and Thursdays. The River Cinema has luxury recliners, expanded concessions that, and, and that now serve adult beverages and is family-owned and operated by the same company that runs the Grand Theater in Crookston. For their showtimes, look online at morefamilytheaters.com. That's morefamilytheaters.com. M-O-O-R-E, familytheaters.com. Okay, so of course the big big weekend is with with the Kentucky Derby, um, and you know most people uh, they they bet basically the just the Derby the race uh, thirteen or twelve. Let me pull it up here real quick. Um, race twelve. There are fourteen races on uh, on Saturday at the at Churchill Downs, and and race twelve is the actual Derby race. Now. Yep. Myself, I have a handful of jockeys that I that, that are my favorite jockeys, um, and and there's there's twenty horses in the race, but there's like twenty three listed uh, in the event somebody scratches or gets bumped out, that kind of thing. Um, so you got to watch for that. So anyway. Um, Hit show is the, in the, in the pole position number one. Um, that's a Brad. Is this, is this in the is this in the Derby itself, or is this prior to that? No, this is the Derby itself. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna run I'm gonna run through race twelve, the Derby itself. Manuel Franco is uh, on hit show in 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 the uh, uh, post position number one. It's a Brad Cox uh, trained horse, uh, Cox Barnes. Uh, well. The first two horses, actually, Manuel Franco is on the one, and 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 Tyler Gaffleone is on the on the two. That's hit show and verifying. They're both very very uh, 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 accoladed jockeys. They're they're both very good jockeys. And Tyler Gaffleone, he typically runs Churchill. Uh, he he he. Uh, Keeneland and 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 Churchill are his home racetracks. Uh, Manuel Franco. Oh, Manuel, Manuel, yeah, yeah, he's there all the time. Manuel Franco typically runs Aqueduct and Belmont uh, tracks. Um, in the three hole is Two Fills. Uh, two Fills is a Canterbury Downs Minnesota horse, um, ridden by jockey Jareth Loveberry. Um, so this is a, a horse I'm familiar with from from Minnesota. Uh, he won a grade three stakes race in Minnesota here earlier in the fall. And then he also won a, a stakes race at Churchill Downs in the slop. It was raining. There's, there's some predictions of rain this weekend, but not enough to call it slop. But anyway, this, this horse ran away in the, in the mud. But um, typically I wouldn't bet a Minnesota horse in this race uh, only one time that I can recall in past, uh, unbridled in 1990 was a Minnesota horse yep. that won. But but yep. other than I mean, we're talking 30 years ago. Um, the, the horse number four is Confidence Game, ridden by James Graham. It's 20 to one. James Graham is a Churchill Downs jockey, so that's his home track. Uh, I mean, so when you're looking for long shots and you're trying to figure out who to you know, you got to look at those guys that this is their track that they race on weekly versus these guys coming in. 
Now, on the horse number five is, is, is my, my two favorite jockeys in all of a horse racing. Um, Tappet Trice is the name of the five, the five horse. Uh, Luis Saez is one of my two favorite jockeys. So, so any kind of combinations I put together will include him. Um, on the uh, six horse Kings Barnes, it's eleven to one. The morning line is twelve to one. Jose Ortiz. So the Ortiz, oh. the Ortiz brothers, Jose Ortiz and and um, Irad Ortiz Jr. Those two brothers, those guys race in New York at Aqueduct and Belmont and in Gulfstream Park. All the time. That they were baseball players. <laughs> yeah, you think so? But but they're the, those two brothers. You can never count them guys out. Um, the, is that five and six? Yeah. Well, five five is actually Luis Saez. Six is is Jose Ortiz. Um, seven is reincarnate, and that's sixteen to one. That's my favorite jockey of all time, John Velasquez. Okay, so so on the five horses, Luis Saez. On the seven horses, John Velasquez, my two favorite jockeys of all time. On the eight horse is Mage. That's Javier Castellano. He's another Hall of Fame jockey. He typically runs the New York uh, circuit. That's, that's his. The guys that run New York typically run Florida too. So like Gulfstream Park, Tampa Bay Downs, Belmont Park, Aqueduct. All the big money, all the big money. Yeah, yeah that's where they're at. So, so these guys, these guys that are my typically my favorite jockeys aren't Churchill Downs jockeys. Okay, they're coming in, but like John Velasquez is like run in like something like twenty five Kentucky Derbies. Um, so, so then then you're 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 getting into like the uh, so we're at reincarnate is is the seven horse with John Velasquez, um, Mage is 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 Javier Castellano at number eight. Uh, number nine is Juan Hernandez. I believe he's also he's on twenty to one on a course called Skinner. I think he's. I believe he's a Churchill Downs jockey. Um, the eleven horse, uh, the ten horse has been scratched. Uh, Ramon Vasquez was supposed to be riding that one. He's a he's a California jockey. Santa Nerdy, Santa, Santa Anita uh, track. Anita. Um, but that horse is scratched now. The 11 is a horse called Disarm, written by Joel Rosario. I think we've all heard of Joel Rosario. He's, he's a Hall of Fame jo- jockey, but he also is one that runs primarily in New York and Florida. Um, the 12 horse is Jace, Jace's Road. That's Florian Giroux, uh, Brad Cox uh, trainer. It's 31 to 1. Uh, Florian Giroux is a Churchill jockey. Um, the The... 13 horses, Sun Thunder, ridden by Brian Hernandez Jr., uh, Kenneth McPeak horse. Um, that's, Brian Hernandez is a Churchill jockey. Uh, the 14 horse is Angel of Empire, ridden by Flavor and Pratt. Flavor and Pratt is a San, Santa Anita Derby, uh, Santa Anita racetrack jockey primarily. He's a, so a California guy. Um, but he's late, more recently been bouncing over to New York and stuff once in a while. He's a, he's, he's, he's a guy you can't ever bet against. And then at 15 is a horse called Forte. He's one of the favorites, ridden by Irad Ortiz Jr. Uh, like I said earlier, number uh, the sixth horse was his brother, um, Jose Ortiz. Uh, both those guys are, well, the one thing with Irad Ortiz Jr., is he is never going to be on a horse that's not a favorite. 
okay? I don't care what racetrack you're at, what trainer, he's always going to be on a favorite. He's, he is like the most popular jockey on the planet right now. Well, I, that says so. I, I rat Ortiz Jr., yeah. Um, and then, but, but, but he's on the 15, so he's way outside. Now, yes, tip, typically the horses from 15 all the way through 20, you typically wouldn't bet on them. But, of course, last year. Was the, it Rich Strike? Rich, the big upside, Rich, right? Rich Strike was the 20 horse, came from the way outside. That, the, 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 the inside horse and the outside horse rarely win, Okay. That's like one of those one in a million. That's that's that thing that that you just the the far outside guys got too many horses to fight through to get there. The far inside guys got too many horses crushing him to the rail. Remember, I watched the highlights of that afterwards after just hearing of that momentous moment, that just rare moment, and just uh, some interviews with the announcer that made the call, just like that once in a lifetime type call he got to make. Yeah, well, it, it, and because he was eighty to one last year, eighty one to one, something like that. And, 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 and Rich Strike was ridden by a jockey named Sonny Leone, and I actually had a $1,400 payout because I had the late pick three last year, the only bet that, that turned out for me. But I had that jockey because he'd won me money in, in a, a much smaller track in Ohio uh, throughout the year. So I would throw him into a bet, uh, an exotic bet. And and so for like I had about two hundred dollars tied up in the Derby last year, and I ended up pulling fourteen hundred and fifty. So you know, come out twelve hundred bucks ahead. I'll take that. Um, wrong with that? No, nothing wrong with that. And then as far as the other horses go, the further outside we're getting, you know, there's a Japanese jockey. Well, they never win. I, I wouldn't, you know, if, if 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 a Japanese jockey wins, I'll quit betting horses. <laughs> Well, so so here's what I would do. If you were to put a bet down, I would um, I would yeah. Take, what would be your top three horses? Well, what I would do is is to 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 take. I would take the. I would take the fifteen horse. I would take the seven horse. I would take the five horse. These are the, these are what they are currently ranked right now. No, no, no these. The, I'm not even looking at the odds. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, just based on their lane, um, where they're at, mm-hmm. and who's on them. Okay. The program number. So, so I'd take the so so like I just said, I'm, I'm I came from the I came from the backside, so I'm taking the 15 horse ridden by Irad Ortiz Jr. Okay, and I'm taking. The seven horse ridden by John Velasquez. I'm taking the five horse. I'm taking the five horse ridden by Luis Saez. I'm taking the two horse ridden by Tyler Gaffleon. So those are my four horses in the in the Superfecta. Tyler Gaffleon on the two horse. Okay. So if I if I take and bet box those those four horses so so a a 50 cent superfecta box and i'm going to add a fifth horse into this thing okay i don't know if i'm taking the one horse with manuel franco or if i'm going to work my way down and take the 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 possibly the two fills horse from minnesota um, only because I know it's won at this track before. 
or go with uh, either Joel Rosario or Javier Castellano. So the eight and the eleven. Those are two Hall of Fame jockeys that win. You know they've won more than their share, and anytime, anywhere they could win. So I would take those four horses I started with and one of those two, and I would box them a two dollar Superfecta box, and it shouldn't cost more than say thirty dollars. Maybe so. Do we want to get our bets in before you? Because when you put your bet down. <laughs> Then the odds completely change, don't they? So those five horses, tell them at the ticket takers there that I want a $2 Superfecta box with those five horses. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and that should, well, let me, let me. We got Paul writing all this down, too. Is he? Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is guys, I'm going to, so, so my, my betting strategy is going to be there's, there's, there's 14 races. What did I say? 14 races. There's going to be the early pick five, which I'm going to try to pick the winner of the one, two, three, four, the first five races. And then there's going to be a, mid, a, a, a middle pick five, and I'm going to try to win that one. And then there'll be a late pick five. So a pick five is you're trying to pick the winner in each race. And, and so say if I just pick one horse in race one, one horse in race two, one horse in race three, one horse in race four, and one horse in race five, that's a 50-cent bet, okay? And then as you add horses to that, your bet is going to multiply, and typically I'll have like two horses in each race, so my bet is going to be, I don't know, about... $12, something like that. You're going to be keeping your eyes on the, your apps a, all weekend. In a pick five. And, and the thing is, is that the Kentucky Derby is not just Saturday, you know, because. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, it, it's, it well, goes all weekend. Yes, and, and so for tomorrow is the Kentucky Oaks. And so the, the Kentucky Oaks is like the top fillies in the country are racing in, in that race. And there's like 13 races tomorrow night. And you can also take, and there, there's a bet you can put down with two races from the Kentucky Oaks on Friday night combined into the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, it carries over in, into those. And, and, and so there's, there's all kinds of exotic ways to bet. I typically don't bet individual races. I bet down the line, like the program. And, and, like, but you cover your back with the backside. Yes, and all of those jockeys that I talked about will be riding in all of these races. So that's what you want. So if you got a, you're picking a, a horse in one, two, three, four, five. You're already backing up every race with another horse. Yes, yes. So you're going to each race one, one, and you know who you want one. Two. Do you ever bring in the three on any of them? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Especially yeah, yeah. because there'll be races where I'll only bet one horse because he's such a favorite, maybe. Right. And and so I try to, if if I do a pick five, I try not to have any more than three horses in any race ever because I feel like if I have to go beyond yeah. that, I'm yeah. not smart enough to do it. You know. Right. Monty, so unless it's you know, odds are right there. Sorry yeah. to interject. I'm, I know we're running a little long on time. Last tip or two before we wrap up for the show. Well. You know, the thing is, is I study, I study races. I, I know the trainers. I know the owners. I know the jockeys. But sometimes your gut instinct, your, your gut instinct, you, 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 like I said, 
you take those jockeys that I li- I listed, and those guys are going to be somewhere in a fifty percent range. Those names, but then when you're standing up there and there's a horse that you you think you like, make sure you include him because nine times out of ten, when I pull a horse out that I thought I should have put in there, that's the one that burns my bet. <laughs> yeah, burns, your bet. burns my bet. Not your butt. See, I grew up. I grew up at the ra- at the track, so I know I know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, it's 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 like so. So when you're sitting there, and you've already put together a bet that's probably going to cost you thirty dollars or something along that line, oh. or eighteen dollars, and you're starting to hedge yourself, and you're thinking, oh my god, this is going to add another twelve dollars to my bet if I add that horse in there. You'll be sorry if you don't. <laughs> Is what I'm you know, telling you, because it's for before one. Yeah, because you know you're you're gonna you're gonna talk yourself out of an extra twelve dollars that could have turned into ninety thousand. <laughs> and I've done it. I've believe me, I've done it. So yeah, well, I'm with you. Yeah, and you're gonna so have any mint juleps? Well, well, I'm, I'm gonna, but I'm, I'm gonna probably have a couple hundred dollars tied up into this uh series of races and we'll go from there and i'll let you wanna, all know how it turns out i want to hire you as my book <laughs> well you know we have a bar right next to our studio here which has the only paramutual bedding in grand forks is in this bar they, they've got all well, the tracks sure you know what's out this summer. and those guys those guys over there that i know they pool their money and they bet, and I individually have made more money than those guys this year. So I'll take that. Because I, I, go, I go over there and I show them what I won, and they don't even compare to what I've won. So well, it's always the guy that says how much he won tells you, and the guy that says the same thing and never tells you how much he loses, Yeah, that's the guy you want to stay away from. Yeah, well, <laughs> the, these, like I say, these guys pool their money, and I end up coming away with a bigger payout than they do when they got six or seven guys tied into the same bet. Well, they should hire you. Well, no, 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 because that's too much pressure. Because I got guys, <laughs> I got guys here, Steve, that want me to make bets for them. <laughs> well, I bet you do. I bet you do. And, and I'm like, no, it's it's hard to do that, guys. Because then, then I'm oh, more, when, when when I'm betting for somebody else, I'm more conservative then. Yeah, I know. I I hate it when a guy doesn't really know how to bet, and he's you're trying to tell him what to do, yeah. and he's standing right behind you, and it's like, dude, man, come on, you know, bet your own shit. Well, uh, and the thing about the derby is, is there'll be a lineup out here around the corner of people that have no idea what the hell they're doing, and that's oh no, that's maddening no. to to be like standing in line trying to put a bet down when people are standing there going. Uh, I want I want to bet on, in in race ten, and I don't know who. The, it's like yeah, okay. Give me the one. Uh, I know I've been there too. That's tough. We got a track out here that's uh, pretty nice. Uh, Emerald Downs. Oh yeah. Uh, I bet. I I've, I've bet Emerald Downs. I've been. Have in, you? Yep, I have. Yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty clean track as far as it, it's a lot better than it used to be at Long Acres. Uh, that was a little suspect but uh, emerald down seems to be pretty clean 
No, no, I've, I've, I've had a couple of different times out there. I put some bets down. But anyway, i got to wrap this baby up, Steve. All They're right. giving me the sign. So. You guys take care. We'll talk next week. All right, buddy. Thank you. Adios. Thank you for tuning in to tonight's Fork Sports Highway. Catch us live every Thursday at 6.30 right here on Grand Fork's Best Source, live on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. If you missed us live, find our archives by searching GFBS on your favorite podcast, streaming, or social media apps. We're everywhere. Support GFBS by leaving us a five-star review on Google or checking out the donate link on the top of the www.gfbestsource.com. That's www.gfbestsource.com website. That's all for today. We'll see you next week.